Welcome back, listeners. My name is Jackson Vickery, and I'm the host and producer of the JV Club podcast. On this episode, I spoke to Emmy-nominated makeup designer Carol Rashid, where we discuss her work on The Color Purple. And in celebration of our 250th episode, I'm excited to reveal some news to you all. We are ringing in the new year with a new chapter of the JV Club podcast. We will be unveiling a fresh look and name in early 2024 that I hope you all love as much as I do. I wanted to make sure the brand was reflective of the show I'm bringing to you all each week, and I'm looking forward to revealing it soon and hearing your feedback. So be on the lookout in early January. I am so, so, so excited to chat with you today. And me with you. That's exciting. No, this is just such an honor. Like I, the color purple has been just the, it was one of my most anticipated things of the year. Not just movies, not just like, I wanted to see this so badly. And when I saw it, it, blew all of my expectations out of the water I can't get the songs out of my head like I already did before so I am just I'm like gobsmacked that I actually get to chat with you and talk about the color purple because it's just such I mean it's a marvel it really is just such a marvel I'm so glad you enjoyed it it was really you know it's so funny because when you're working when you're into it and you're working on a project, you never know how it's going to turn out. Like, I don't, you know, even though, you you know, you're looking at dailies and, you know, you just never know how it's going to end up being cut. And I have to tell you, when I went to see the movie, I actually cried because I was so, I don't know. I was just in awe (laughs) of how it looked and, you know, the music, even though I was there during the, during the whole process, you know, but mm. it's kind of difficult for you to grasp what is really happening. Mm. Yeah, no, I can only imagine. I mean, that it seeing that for the first time, I mean, I think for anyone would have been in, in, involved in the project. I mean, it's it really mm. I mean, it's elevated on a different level than anything I would have imagined, because I mean, it's there's so many different iterations of it now where it is a book and then a film and then a musical and now we get this version and it's just you you don't know what to expect so it's just um I think that's what's so refreshing about it is that the color purple just continues to evolve and continues to sort of shape as the the time goes on and it just I think that's what's so beautiful about it um Mm -hmm. and I'm curious what your what is your color purple like what is I mean the last song I think is so I mean the way that small things are listed but like what is your the color purple you know this particular color purple of course has a special place in my heart because I I I believe that 
it is really bringing in another generation, you know, so, you know, it's bringing in another generation without losing the generation that uh, of the other, of the other color purple. The mm. musical adaption uh, 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 color purple is just in a different, it's a whole different feeling. It's a whole different tone, even though it still has remnants of what the original color purple was. So you still know that it's the color purple. You know, I've been inspired by the fact that, you know, you know, particularly in this day and time, you know, like I, I think that every, there, sh there should be any person that goes to see that movie, you know, at some point somewhere, I know specifically for like black females, um, you know, they can identify with at least one of those characters you know, the many characters that are in there, Black female, you know, or any person, you know what I mean? I, don't, I guess I shouldn't really just leave it to, 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 I guess, as a Black woman myself, you know, and thinking about, you know, some of the things that were experienced in the movie, you know, I could really relate to some, some of it. So it's just been, it's, you know, the, the color purple this time, I, I feel like I I left after seeing the movie myself, um, the entire thing together. I really left there feeling inspired, right? Mm. And just um a sense of you know hope and, and happiness. It's really it's kind of hard to explain why that is, but I just felt empowered, you know, after watching the movie. Um, even though in the midst of working on it, like I was sharing with you, I really couldn't, like, I didn't, you know, reading it and being in it and being so close to it, it was difficult for me to really feel the impact that it was having on me at that particular time. Mm. Does that make and, sense? Yes. No, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, I, I'm curious what your conversation um, was like with Blitz at the beginning and what his sort of initial like what were what were those sort of initial first conversations like well the initial first conversations when I you know my first meeting with Blitz uh well my first interview with Blitz you know he basically went over the overview of how he um saw the movie right in terms of how he was going to direct it he was very specific about what his feelings were in terms of how he wanted, you know, makeup to help tell the story in terms of each particular, um, of, of each particular character. Um, he was very specific about, you know, how he wanted our skin to look. He was very specific in, in terms of sharing with me about you know, our skin being depicted and aging the way that black skin really does age. You know, very often, sometimes when you see us in movies or see us in certain things, it's like we get overaged, you know? So the, the you know, too much aging, you know, I'm six, I'm in my sixties, <laughs> not to pat myself on the back, but, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to, you know, we just age a little bit more subtly, you know, because of the melanin in the skin. So it can, it can, uh, you know, take more, you know, it's, it's more resilient. The skin is, um, 
you know, if that makes sense, I, I feel like I'm saying something that's kind of crazy, but, but the, the important thing that I think that he got across to me is that he really wanted the progression of the characters as they aged to mimic what it looks like when we really do age. You know, I know some, you know, skin, you know, you look at some, you know, uh, people of color you can't tell how old they are. They may be in their 60s or 70s or what have you. You know, it's very difficult to really see that many times unless they've just had a really, really, really hard life and, and just, you know, been out, you know, homeless or, or what have you, you know, um, or, you know, somebody that's like a heavy drinker, you know, but but normal aging, the normal aging process, you know, for melanated skin is slower, at mm. times. And he wanted to make sure that that was depicted. So my vision in terms of what I thought, you know, he told me what he thought. I went and pulled, did research. I pulled images uh, of, you know, all the people that were going to be playing, you know, the various characters. And I showed him a progression. Like I had, um, you know, I show him a progression of what the aging would look like for each character, specifically for the four, for Suge Avery, for um, Sophia's character, for Celie's character, and for Mister's character. You know, I showed, you know, created mood boards uh, with music and, and presented it to him, um, which he liked the direction in which I was going with that. And so in the process of me, you know, determining what the looks would be, of course, I passed that down to my team and we were able to pull that off. The important thing, too, was to have the makeup tell its own story in conjunction with, you know, costumes in conjunction with hair, you know, and also figuring in again, like what that would look like, you know? Mm. So, so when you look at the movie, you know, you're not taken out of the movie by seeing the makeup, if that makes sense. Mm. No, I, that makes perfect sense. And I would love to dive into the, the character Seeley, because I, I just, I found Fantasia's um, performance to be so, awe-inspiring and just um yeah it's it's a quiet silly uh, at the beginning that um I think is so important um because once you get to uh uh the the I'm here song which is I, I cannot tell you how how many times I've listened to that song um since leaving the film um I I'm just curious in terms of her evolution what that looked like and um for her in particular because she lived such a an an interesting life with mister and with all of her sort of um with the friends around her so I, I'm curious where you sort of drew and yeah you know with Celie in the very beginning her character was a lot more docile docile I think that's the correct word to use a lot more demure and kind of down um so of course in the beginning I, I it was very it was a lot of skincare you know what I mean um to 
you know, to, just to make her skin look like natural, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I also took like some of the color from underneath her eyes, you know, maybe darken her eyes a little bit, um, you know, and just really made her look like a person that didn't have time to even think about themselves or consider themselves. So of course we knew we used no lip colors. Um, I really didn't really groom her brows. As a matter of fact, I told her in the, in the beginning, the very early on stages, early stages of a shooting, I asked, uh, uh, Fantasia to let her brows grow out because they were very kind of groomed, um, in the beginning. And I was like, no, sh they should be a little bit more, uh, fuller, they should be a little bit more messy and not look as kept, you know, so those were some of the little uh, detail things that I would do, you know, to kind of mess up our brows and not make them look like they're so perfect. Um, you know, we did that. And then also in the beginning, I did take some of the, uh, some of the sheen and stuff out of her skin. As she progressed on, you know, to, you know, like her fantasy scenes, of course, there, you know, I went into doing more skincare, you know, adding a little bit more moisture to the skin, um, giving her, making her skin glow, uh, using lipstick, you know, grooming her brows a little bit more and, you know, particularly in the scenes where she was in the fantasy part, right, mm. where she got a chance to dance with, you know, Suge's character, and they were in scenes, you know, together doing the fantasy at the movie theater. You know, that's where I got an opportunity, you know, to show her a little bit more um, groomed and, and, and scaled up, if you will, without going over the top. The thing of it is, is that I really wanted that makeup to show that, um, you know, to, I wanted to, a big difference to be seen between the beginning Seeley the fantasy Seeley and then the older Seeley, you know? And so in that process, it was important for me, like even in the older Seeley, I, I ended up using, you know, red lips and God knows, I can't tell you how many lipsticks I sat down and mixed together to try and get the right red. My whole goal was to make sure none of the women had on the same red, you know, so mm -hmm. poor, poor, <laughs> poor, poor Fantasia. I mean, I tried on iterations of different colors of red by mixing, uh, hand mixing, you know, various tones of reds, you know, to see what I could find to come up that would be great for her, right? That didn't look like Suge's color red, that didn't look like, you know, the reds that we were going to use for, you know, the mother of the church. And it didn't look like the reds, you know, the berry reds that we ended up using for Sophia. We custom, I custom blended, you know, some colors and then came up with, you know, the, the shades. As a matter of fact, it, it inspired me to do my own lip trio after, after the movie. Yeah. I, was, I was so inspired by it. You know, so it's a process when you're working like that, when you're into it um, and you just do things by uh, trying it on. Mm. And I'm curious about your work with um, Francine on this project and just um, yeah. I, I had the chance to chat with her um, last year about a very different project. Um, but what a joy she is. She is uh, amazing. Francie, as a matter of fact, after I was hired on the project, I reached out to Francine <laughs> because Francine and I had done, we've done, we had done, um, I think we did, I know for sure we did another project together. And so she's just lovely. I called her, 
you know, to find out what the thread of the clothing was going to be, you know, just to, you know, just as part of my research, you know, I, I'm always interested in hearing what the costume designer has to say um, in regards to what she's been told, because normally they're hired, you know, five, six months away, they're hired way before makeup and hair, um, you know, makeup and hair is usually, even though with this particular project, I was, I was, you know, started the process and it was over a six month period that I waited to find out for sure. Well, I think I, by, by the month, month three, my agent came back and said, oh, they're definitely interested, you know, and we are going to be getting back to you. Well, after the third month and the fourth month came and then the fifth month came and I was like, okay, I think they hired somebody else. I went back to my agent. She's like, nope, they're still saying that they are interested in you. As a matter of fact, when I got the final call, I was I was in negotiations for another show, uh, another TV series at the time. And my agent's like, no, please don't do this other job, you know. But your question in terms of, you know, costume, costumes, you know, specifically, you know, working with Francine, Francine is brilliant. I mean, in terms of her whole approach, um, she's always uh, so giving um, to you. You know, I went to her and I was like, Francine, what are their clothes going to look like? She shared that information with me, um, you know, and she just, you know, really gave me a lot of insight into uh, what the look was going to be, you know, so that's part of the research as a department head, you know, as a makeup artist, you want to be able to, to, to get into specifically what costumes is, is, is going to be doing the direction that they're going. Mm. And you were talking about your makeup line and I'm curious what, I mean, what inspired you from, I mean, like you said, sort of at the beginning of our conversation, it doesn't totally um, hit you um, while you're working on a project um, to to the extent of what, what the impact will be. Um, but I am curious, what what has what have you taken um, that, whether it's tangible or um, not tangible in terms of um, inspiration from working on this project? Well, you know, the inspiration that I that I really um, after I had an opportunity to really sit down, sit down and reflect on my experience throughout out the movie. You know, there were days, some days where there were tears. Um, there were days where there was joy um, on, you know, on, you know, on with the within the actors, you know, when actors are going through their own process, you know, uh, you know, they're sitting in the chair, you know, sometimes you may have a person tear up about, you know, certain things that, that, you know, I think in order for them to go to certain places, they have to go and find that somewhere within themselves, you know, and so, you know, there's many times that there's a lot of vulnerability, you know, that happens in your chair, in your presence, you know, and, and I guess as a, uh, you know, as a, as a human being, you know, it's only natural that you want to sit down and, and and try and lift them up if they need lifting up. It's so funny. You know, I think I saw Fantasia in an interview and she, she shouted, you know, uh, myself out as well as the hair team out, you know, basically, you know, you're there for them when you're working in that type of capacity. And I, I think one of the things, you know, in terms of how I decided 
to come up with the line, you know, because in the thread of what it meant, you know, I actually named my lipstick line, the evolution of Rouge, because throughout the filming of this project, like, you know, everything was evolving, right? Um, mm. You know, from the beginning to the middle to the end, it was an evolution of what was happening, you know, and, you know, and I know that as a, as a, as a, as a, as a human being, you know, we all at some point in our lives need to be inspired. You know, um, we all at some points in our lives need to feel hopeful, you know, and I think we all at some point in our lives need to have resilience to be able to just survive and live. And so that was the whole um, emphasis for me, you know, as the thread throughout the movie is that, you know, you get an opportunity to feel hope, hopeful, you know, in the movie, you're inspired. And there's some resilience within the people that were the characters within the movie, you know, from, 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 um, from uh, Suge Avery's uh, point of view and the relationship with her dad, you know, from, you know, the relationship between Mr. and Seeley, you know, there was resilience throughout that entire process. Um, so that is how, you know, I was inspired, uh, you know, and I always want to be an inspiration to other people, you know, so this is one of the reasons why I named the names of my lip trio is called the evolution of Rouge, but one color is called I am hope. One color is called I am inspiration. And one color is called I am resilient, you know, because I think that's what we all possess within ourselves. Does that make mm. sense? Mm, no. Yes. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't wear makeup, but um, I, I love the, I mean, the story behind that. I think that's extremely powerful because how you go out into the world, I mean, even if it is just through a, I mean, if it's something like I am hope, like today, I, this is what I'm going out in the world um, like. And so I think that's extremely powerful and extremely just, um, I mean, the fact that you take that away from a project to then create it for other people to feel, um, whether it's for a second, a day, a year, like I think that that's yeah. really um, awe-inspiring. And that's what we all are here for is to help support each other, you know, mm. and I think that if we had more of that in the world, we would be in a different place, you know. So and that's the other thing, too, about about the color purple that I that I love that I'm feeling that people are going to get. I've had I've had people reach out to me, you know, talking about how the skin looks on camera. You know what I mean? Other people that look like me. Other people that don't look like me. I remember when I did the in in um I did I was on the panel for the Guild Awards and I had a makeup artist more than one but one specifically that stood out to me. She walked and I, I she came over and asked me later on. She said, "How did you get the skin to look like that? You know, it looks everything looked so." Beautiful. And I, I said, well, you know what? Part of that is technique. Part of that is lighting. Lighting plays a, a critical role in it um, as well, you know, understanding. But I think that we have to understand 
you know, how lighting works with makeup. And it was definitely a collaborative effort, um, you know, between myself, the director, the DP, you know, all that stuff mattered in terms of being able to get it right. Mm. And I mean, final question for you. What, I mean, obviously I've seen the film, you've seen the film. There's still a few days until it's released out into the world. Um, for I mean for everyone to to view and to take their own interpretation and their own um, joys and feelings um, towards and from and I I'm curious what what do you hope is I mean where it sort of fits in the culture today where do you hope that this particular like you said there I mean if we all just gave a little bit more sort of compassion and um, and we all sort of just shared ourselves with each other just a bit more. I mean, we'd be in a much better place. So I, I'm curious, where do you hope that um, the color purple sort of lands in the cultural conversation? Um, in the, cult the theater. Yeah, in the cultural conversation, I feel that the color purple is going to be very powerful and very powerful in the sense because ultimately at the end of the movie, everybody comes together. You know, mm. even Mr. Uh, Seeley, you know, uh, uh, Suge Avery and her father, you know, so I think it's really empowering um, and it's going to empower people to see the possibilities that regardless to what has happened in your life, there's always going to be hope. Right. Um, yeah. So so I am hopeful that people leave that theater moved by the fact that no matter what has happened, you can always change your outcome, mm. right? So whether you're young, old, it doesn't matter, black, white, you know, it's really about empowering people. Yeah, and That's how I see the movie. You know, it, it really was a, a, a very powerful thing through song, through dance, you know, through the collaboration of, of each person supporting each other you know, at the end. And that is what I'm hopeful that people will leave the theater, you know, feeling and sharing, mm -hmm. you know, is that there is hope. There's always hope to do better. There's always power in, you know, being, you know, just, just empowered. Mm -hmm. I love that. Absolutely yeah. love that. Thank you. And then final question for you. Truly the final question. <laughs> the song that you can't get out of your head from the um, soundtrack. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I am here. <laughs> yeah. Love it. That song is, let me tell you, you know, when, when that song was being sung, you know, on set, I mean, it was, you know, I, I couldn't help but tear up on it it was just you know very very powerful and I think you know it 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 basically speaks to all of us being seen mm. yeah I and I I think I heard from Fantasia I mean it was like at three or four in the morning and she's having to do this like just multiple times in the I mean in the like it was cold outside. Cold. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was, and it was very late in the morning. I mean, my eyes were crossed by the end <laughs> of that. <laughs> and she did have to do it, you know, busting out the door. I mean, it's, 
but you know, of course, that's what you sign up for when you work in television and film. Like you, you know, that's standard. I think I think that day we were we worked until like 5 30 in the morning when when we did that particular scene. It was very late in the in the morning when we finally wrapped. Um so but everyone was still there too. That's what I find is so and I mean it's a solo scene that she's having to do on her own, but the entire cast is right there supporting her, which I found hearing that just to be absolutely so that was the kind of family that it was though, because I, I think plenty of days, I know uh you know, uh, Celie's, um, uh, Felicia, they would come to set and watch, you know, the scenes, you know, even the actors would come to set all the time when they weren't working, you know, just to hang out on set to, to watch the performances. You know, I think that that is a, that is a gift in itself to be able to have that kind of support and, you know, and everybody is open to, learning and seeing how somebody else does something. I'd love to, as a makeup artist, I'd love to be able to go on a set with somebody and just watch what they do. You learn that way as well. You're supporting them, but you're also learning. You're also a student. And I think that, you know, once a student, always a student, that's how we really progress in our lives, in my humble opinion. Thank you for tuning into this episode. This podcast was hosted and produced by yours truly, Jackson Vickery. But a very special thank you to Sterling Gavinsky for the theme music and to Carly Haney for the artwork. We will see you next time.